0: Listening to the official podcast of Oasis Community Church, where everybody's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. If you'd like to learn more about Oasis, request prayer, or get in touch with a pastor, visit our website at oasischurch.org. Enjoy the podcast.
1: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Welcome to this service that we call Hanging of the Greens. I wanted to say how, what a delight it was uh, for me, just in that song, to see our families kind of all together. We don't always have the children in here with us, but it's delightful to do so, I think, at this, at this time of year. Uh, just last week, I was in San Diego at a conference, and I was watching this, the morning service on Facebook. What I didn't know, that I learned, was that as you're watching, you can see who else is watching. Like, there's no anonymity. I mean, it's a little dark in here sometimes. You can't always see who's across the room. But on Facebook, you're all just listed right there. And so amongst the other people that were watching this service was my daughter, Hannah. She lives up in Gainesville. And when it came time to kind of meet and greet uh, what traditional churches sometimes call passing of the peace, she FaceTimed me. And she's like, hey, Dad, how you doing today? It was really nice. Like I didn't know that technology could be used so positively to kind of connect with everyone. So I'm excited that you're here this morning. Almost 2,000 years ago, as the story goes, a clutch of sleepy shepherds were watching over their sheep on a star-brightened hillside in Palestine. It was a still uneventful night until suddenly the darkness was filled with a strange light. The stillness was broken by angel voices singing, Glory to God in the highest, on earth peace and goodwill to all. So begins Christmas, a beautiful and meaningful celebration in the Christian calendar. Prior to Christmas, the church year begins with Advent, a season which begins this Sunday. Both Advent, which means coming, celebrating the birth of Christ, and Christmas, which means Christ's Mass, have, long, have a long history. These seasons and their customs have developed through the centuries and around many countries. Old customs and observances have been refined, renewed, and some replaced with new ones added. Some of our customs have pagan origins, but have been redeemed and converted by refining their meaning. What is significant for us is not what they have once meant, but rather what they mean for us today. We remind ourselves that all goodness is God's goodness, that all truth is God's truth, and that all beauty is God's beauty. This morning, our church building will begin to wear its Christmas apparel, For the first time, our Christmas tree stands in the auditorium. This day, for the first time, its light will shine for us. As as we prepare for the birth of the Christ child by preparing this sanctuary, we make ready ourselves and the sanctuary of our own hearts. We are mindful that although it is not Christmas yet, it will be here soon, very soon. So as we decorate the church, not only will we explain the history of the symbols of these special seasons, but we will rededicate these symbols and ourselves to the service of God.
2: For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever.
3: Have you ever wondered why we talk about the hanging of the greens? or why an evergreen is called an evergreen? Why are Christmas greens traditionally used to emphasize the nativity? The color green represents renewal, new life, freshness, and rebirth. Plants such as pine, fir, holly, ivy, and mistletoe are all called evergreens because they do not die. Through the seasons of the year, they remained evergreen, ever alive. It is no wonder then, that we deck our auditorium and homes with evergreens during this Advent season. Advent is the season of preparation for the ever-coming Christ, God's gift to us of renewal and transformation.
4: Because the needles of the pine and fir trees appear not to die each season, the ancients saw them as signs of things that last forever. Isaiah tells us that there will be no end to the reign of the Messiah. Therefore, we hang wreaths of evergreens shaped in a circle, which in itself has no end, to signify that the kingdom of God, to which Christ so eloquently testified, is also without end, and is realized wherever truth, justice, and peace prevail.
5: As we
3: hang these evergreens, listen to the lyrics of the old song, O Christmas Tree, and maybe for the first time, Hear how it reflects God's unchanging nature. As you see Christmas trees and wreaths throughout the season, may they be reminders of God's faithfulness.
4: O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging, not only green when summer's here, but also when tis cold and drear. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, thy leaves are so unchanging. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, how richly God has decked thee. Thou bidst us true and faithful be, and trust in God unchangingly. O Christmas tree, O Christmas tree, how richly God has decked thee.
6: Good morning, everybody. Uh, right now, uh, I would like all the kids to come up on the stage. So, if you are a kid in the audience, uh, come on up and we're gonna sit right in front of me. All right. All right. Well, Merry Christmas, guys. Right. Did y'all have a good Thanksgiving? Yeah? All right. Who ate? There are candy canes on that tree. We're gonna talk about that in just a second. Right now, I wanna know: Did y'all all get? Uh, good food and enjoy spending time with your family for Thanksgiving? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, cool. Alright, so now we're focused on the next holiday which is, can anyone tell me? Christmas. Correct, it's Christmas. Alright, and uh, yes? Uh, Do you know there's 24 more
7: days?
6: 24, yeah, you're right. 24 more days. Very good, that's correct. We have 24 more days, but one of the most popular items that we see around Christmas is. Can someone tell me? Uh, Christmas trees. Can't. Yeah. Christmas trees are very popular. today we're going to be talking about. I
7: got a Christmas
6: tree at my house. You have a Christmas tree up already? Yeah. Me
7: too.
6: Very cool. Me too. Me too. Who, all right. So show of hands. Who has their Christmas tree up already? All right. So here we're going to talk about a different item right now, though. Okay. So you already said it. What is this? Correct, and there are a lot of stories about how the candy cane came to be, all right? Uh, But one of the most popular stories uh, is the story of a candy maker from Indiana. Anyone know where Indiana is? Yeah, up north. Yeah, all right. So anyway, this candy cane maker wanted to make a candy that would tell the story about Jesus because we believe that Jesus is the real reason for Christmas, all right? Very cool. All right. So anyway, so he created a a candy that was kind of in a different shape than uh, most candies. And if you turn it upside down, you have a J. Yay. Correct. A oh, thank you. All right. Yeah, so you have a J. And so that would stand for Jesus because Jesus' name Jim, starts Jim, with J. Jim, Jim. All right. Yeah, Jim also starts Jim. with J. But, or, but for this J. story, is Jesus, all right? And then if you turn it around this way... It kind of looks like something that's uh, that a group of people in the Bible uh, like used. Okay. Yeah, okay. a, a, yeah. A staff. what kind of staff? A whose staff? Shepherd. Correct, a shepherd's staff. You see, the angels came to the shepherds first and told them that Jesus had been born. All right, and I think that that's important. I'm going to go a little bit off script. I think that's important because. Um, I think it's important uh, to know that the shepherds were the first to be told because. I think that kind of let everyone know that Jesus' coming was for everyone, not just, uh, you know, uh, the, the rulers or anything like that, but he, he came to, uh, to live in everyone's heart and to be part of everyone, all right? And so I think that's pretty cool, because that includes me, and that includes you, because we're all part of everyone, right? All right. Okay, so then there were some colors. There's some colors, like different colors with candy canes and everything, but the two most prominent that you see on candy canes are white and red all right correct now one second all right so with the red can the red uh, candy cane that signals uh around valentine's day uh, we give out like hearts and things like that to people and what color are those hearts Those valentine's correct they're red and that kind of symbolizes yep and that kind of symbolizes love Alright, and so the red is to remind us that God loves us, and that's why he sent his son. Alright, and then the other color is? Yeah, white. White, Yeah, correct. And white is there because we believe that Jesus came and that he took himself, uh, he came and uh, punished himself and uh, died on the cross for us so that all of the sin that's in our lives, because we're all born with that yucky stuff that keeps us from God, that he, He with uh, by dying on the cross for us, that he uh washed our sins white as snow and so that's what the white stands for is that uh all that bad stuff has gone away and we are uh and we're no longer uh, uh we don't have to worry about uh sin being in our lives anymore. All right? So, when you see a candy cane this Christmas, all right? I want you to remember that Jesus is the reason for the season, all right? And when you see the, the hook or the staff uh, side up, that you remember that He came and He loved you and He sacrificed Himself for you because He sacrificed Himself for everyone. Alright, can you guys do that for me? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Well, we're going to... We, we Listen, I'm going to be available after the service so y'all can ask any questions uh, after that, alright? But for now, I'm going to have you guys go back to your seats and uh, sit with your families and we're going to enjoy the rest of the Hanging of the Greens, okay? Yeah. We have them right here at the end of the stairs.
8: My little candy are white, green, and red. Right,
6: green, and red. Those are good colors. All right. Bye, guys. Oh.
2: For to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace.
5: One of the first was they represented the fruit from the tree of which Adam and Eve ate to remind us of our need for a Savior. This morning we are going to have them represent who Jesus has been to you this year. There are many things you could say. He could be your counselor, your brother your mighty God, your peace, your provider, your comforter, your advocate, your healer. Take a minute to think about who he has been to you. When you have one, you are welcome to come up, take an ornament, and remember who Christ has been to you this year. Simply finish the single sentence,
7: this year. This year, Jesus has been, has been my
5: comfort. <laughs> it's, it's funny that what Jesus has been to us was just exemplified out there in terms of communication with our daughter. This year, Jesus has been our communication. When we share our feelings and needs, uh, we we can end any conflict. And, uh, and I got to practice out there just before I came up, so thank you, Jesus.
0: Jesus has been my rock.
9: Jesus has been my strength this year. Jesus has been my best friend.
5: Jesus has been my
4: hero. Jesus has been my healer.
9: Jesus has been my comfort.
7: Jesus has been my...
8: King. This year, Jesus has been my peace. This year Jesus has been my teacher.
7: This year Jesus has been my
5: confidence. Jesus is my
7: Jesus is my friend
6: This year Jesus has been my anchor
0: has been my father. Jesus has carried me when I couldn't carry myself.
6: Oh, you don't want to do it now. Okay. This year Jesus has been Alice's friend.
8: This year Jesus has been my savior.
7: Jesus has been my friend.
9: Hi, (laughs) guys.
0: Hi, guys. Jesus is our friend.
7: Jesus is my friend.
2: After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him.
0: Most Christmas greenery reflects European tradition, but one colorful plant which looks like a flaming star, the poinsettia, is native to South America. One story of the poinsettia originates in Mexico. It tells of a girl named Maria and her little brother, Pablo. They were very poor, but always looked forward to the Christmas festival. Each year, a large manger scene was set up in the village church, and the days before Christmas were filled with parades and parties. The two little children loved Christmas, but they were always saddened because they had no money to buy presents. They especially wished they could give something to the church for the baby Jesus, but they had nothing. One Christmas Eve, Maria and Pablo set out for the church to attend the service. On their way, they picked some weeds growing along the roadside and decided to take them as their gift to baby Jesus in the manger scene. Of course, the other children children teased them when they arrived with their gift, but they said nothing for they knew they had given what they could. Maria and Pablo began placing the green plants around the manger. And miraculously, the green top leaves turned bright red petals. And soon the manger was surrounded by beautiful star-like flowers, much like the ones we see here
4: today.
9: The people of Mexico and Central America called the brilliant tropical plant the flower of the holy night. The poinsettia is a many-pointed star that has become the symbol of Bethlehem. As we set out the poinsettos, be reminded that what matters is not what you give, that you give what you can to Jesus, just as in this story he just told us. And also, it also represents the red to a lot of people is the, uh, the blood of Christ. As the children in Mexico and the Magi, let's bring our very best gifts to the Advent season. The yes, ushers want to come up now to take up the offering. And uh, if you can bow your head, I'd like to say a prayer for this offering. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, with us today. Lord, we ask you to use these gifts today to further your kingdom for your glory. Lord, that we give what we can and we give all that we can because you gave it all for us. You washed your sins away you gave your only begotten son as a living sacrifice for all of us. Lord, I, again, I pray that you to use these gifts to further your kingdom and, and in this church and to bless this church. And I pray a, a special blessing on each and every person in this church today. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray.
7: You sing this with us? Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to
2: The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth.
8: One of the most heartwarming expressions of Christmas is the Nativity. The Nativity speaks of the mystery of God's wisdom, Why God chose to send his son into our world as a baby of humble birth, born in common surroundings, we do not know. What we do know is that God reached out to all people, including the poor and the wealthy, the simple and the wise, the powerless and the powerful. All who found him knelt in humility before God. Knowing God is possible because Jesus came to us as one of us. Whenever we see a nativity, we find ourselves with Mary and Joseph, with the shepherds and with the wise men bowing before the manger, overwhelmed by God's expression of love, sent directly to us. St. Francis of Assisi is often credited with the first manger scene about 800 years ago. For a people who could not read, it was an effective visual aid in telling the story of the birth of Jesus. We have such a scene here. As we take in the scene, be reminded that God humbled himself, became flesh, and dwelt among his creation.
7: Lord at thy birth, Jesus, Lord
2: at thy birth. Saturday. ...has not overcome it.
0: Candle lighting has been part of the religious worship for centuries. The Hebrews burn candles for eight days as their Feast of Lights. Light has been used by many religious groups to symbolize truth, while darkness of night has been the universal symbol for evil. Since Jesus was called the light of the world in the New Testament, the lighting of candles has become an important part of our Christian worship.
3: As we light these candles today, we symbolize the light of the world joy brings and hope. He is Emmanuel, God with us, whose transforming power heals the world of sin and evil, war and strife, stress and turmoil, Suffering and despair. Jesus embodies hope and help for those held captive by oppression. His ministry guides us to justice, equality, and ultimately, personal peace and joy for all through illumination of His message of the love of God. The Gospel of John speaks of Christ as the true light coming into the world. In commemoration of that coming, many church traditions light candles for the four weeks leading to Christmas and reflect on the coming of Christ. It is significant that the church has always used that language, the advent or coming of Christ, because it speaks to deep truth. Christ is coming. Christ is always coming, always entering a troubled world, a wounded heart.
8: As we prepare for the advent of Jesus, the light of the world, we light the Christmas tree. During the season of advent, Whenever you see a lightened Christmas tree, let it call to the mind, the one who brings the light to our darkness, healing to our brokenness, and peace to all who will receive him.
2: Surely he took up our pain the iniquity of us all.
1: For Christians, this passage from Isaiah reflects the sufferings of Jesus on the cross and God's transformation of that event into the promise of life. In ancient times, holly and ivy were considered signs of Christ's passion. Their prickly leaves suggested the crown of thorns, Their red berries, the blood of the Savior. And their bitter bark, the drink offered to Jesus on the cross. As we pass out the communion elements, reflect on the way Jesus lived his life, giving it for us. Please keep the elements, and I'll be back to lead us in communion together. I do so love this service. It's interesting to come and not hear a sermon. Some of you might say, Amen, I'm not sure. Hmm, that's funny. But to come and and sing songs, to hear scripture read, to hear the stories of our tradition, and then to be invited to the table, I'm not sure we need any more words, really, to add to our practice. It's like a sunset or a sunrise. It's like the ocean or a waterfall. It's like that time with those who you're closest with. Sometimes you don't need all those extra words. But we do come to the table today. And this is the table, not of the church, but of the Lord. It is made ready for those who love Him, and for those who want to love him more. So come, you who have much faith and you who have little. You who have been here often and you who have not been here long. You who have tried to follow and you who have failed. Come because it is the Lord that invites you. It is his will that you want him. And should meet him here. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we betake of the one loaf. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of God's word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take and eat together. Likewise, When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to God, and gave it to his disciples. And he said, drink from this, all of you. This is the blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's drink together. So in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of the faith. Let's pray. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here who have partaken of these gifts of the bread and the cup as they represent for us the body and blood of Christ, may we be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Jesus Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with your Holy Spirit in your Holy Church All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. 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 We
0: hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to support us, you can do so by subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can leave us a review on iTunes, and if you want to contribute to Oasis financially, you can go to oasischurch.org. May the Lord bless you and keep you and may God's face shine upon you and give you peace. Amen.